Amen. Good morning. Good to see all of you out at our nine o'clock service and welcome to all of you who are joining us from your homes this morning as well over live stream. Uh, before the message this morning, just a couple of other uh, reminders or things I, I wanted to share with you. The youth and some of our other people had a great time at Feed uh, My Starving Children last week. Uh, this is something that they're going to be doing again on a regular basis. And if you'd like to be a part of it, you missed it this time, they certainly would welcome you to be a part of that in the future. Speaking of our youth, don't forget that they can always use more chaperones for this big activity coming up uh, this fall. And if you'd like to be a part of that or help them out in any way, uh, please contact uh, one of the uh, youth leadership team about that. And then uh, I'm sure you've been seeing the slide over the last couple of weeks. We are having our next baptism on Saturday, October the 21st at Toby and Marcia's house. Uh, if you would like to be baptized, you would like to be rebaptized, please pray about it, consider it, think about it. Uh, there is a way to sign up online, uh, but also today uh, you can go to the information table after any service for the next couple of weeks and you can give us your information there as well. So either online or in person, it doesn't matter. We just want you to have the opportunity to be baptized. That is such an important step for us as Christians. And if you've never been baptized or you were baptized before you were saved or you've just come to a point in your life where you just feel like I'm in a new season with the Lord and I just like that baptism to just sort of seal that for me, whatever it is, we would love to, to be a part of that for you. So again, October the 21st. Psalm 37 this morning as we continue our series on David the worshiping warrior of God, Psalm 37. I've entitled this message, Habits of a Healthy Mind. Habits of a Healthy Mind. You know, the Bible teaches us through God, we can actually experience a peace that passes all understanding. Doesn't matter what we're going through, doesn't matter what challenges or trials are different, we can at any time throughout our life experience a peace that passes all understanding. And yet, I see so many Christians struggling to find peace of mind. It seems like the peace that passes under, uh, all understanding that the Bible talks about is elusive for so many believers. David gives us the habits that we can incorporate into our life to begin to teach our mind and train our mind of how to have that peace of mind. And it is also my hope and prayer today that maybe for some of you who are here today in person and maybe for some of you who are watching this morning, that you will begin to allow God to heal your mind and begin to give you that gift of his peace. 
that guards our hearts and our minds. We know that David, he needed to learn this. Because if we recall where we were last week in David's life, Saul tried twice to murder him. So he's had two attempts on his life as a young man at this point. And we're going to begin to see next week him sort of starting to run for his life for many years. So you want to talk about somebody who needed to make sure that they were in a good place mentally? It was David. And David is going to share with us some really important stuff this morning. So I hope that as even Nicole prayed, that all of us will be open to just letting the Lord begin to teach us and train us what to think and how to think. And, and begin to, to allow the Lord to truly heal our minds. Because that's where it all starts with all of us. It's our minds that is the catalyst of everything. That we, that we desire, that we feel, that we dream about. So with that said, come with me to Psalm 37. Another way you could look at this psalm, besides the habits of a healthy mind, are to see that what David is setting forth for us this morning is really a life that is centered in God. I want you to think about that. Is my life truly centered in God? Because if it's not, then I can guarantee you, you will struggle with finding and maintaining peace of mind. You see, David is going to teach us that when we center our lives in God, we are so much less likely to get worked up about everything else. Or let me say it another way. When we wrap our lives around God and in God, we are so much less likely to get worked up about anything and everything else. And can I just say, we as Christians can be just as guilty about getting worked up about stuff as those who don't know the Lord. And that's why three times in this psalm, I want to begin with this. Notice the very first words of this psalm. Do not fret. Notice he repeats this phrase in verse 7. Do not fret over the apparent success of a sinner. And then verse 8, do not be angry and get frustrated. Do not fret. That only leads to trouble. What does it mean to fret? Well, this word speaks about becoming agitated and, and irritated. Pastor Jeff's paraphrase or definition of this word is, we've got to stop getting all hot and bothered about things. We've got to stop getting as we all lathered up about things. Because that's not good. That's going to destroy and damage our peace of mind. 
And, and one of the battles that we have today is all this information that keeps bombarding us or that we allow to bombard us every day. Things that a hundred years ago, a person on earth wouldn't have known half of what was going on. And now because of technology and everything, we know every bad thing that's going on everywhere around the world. And that's so much more extra processing that we've got to do about stuff that they didn't have to do back then. They knew what little bit was going on in their own lives and maybe with a few extended family members, that was about the extent of it. No, not us. We've got it all coming in. And then we've got, I'm just going to say it because we're coming back into that season, we've got things like pandemics, and politics and pundits and all these things that we, you know, allow to affect our thinking and our mindsets. And we allow all this stuff and all these people to get us all hot and bothered about things and because that's what they live off of. And I'm just going to say it, I don't care, care whether they're, if we're just talking politics, whether liberal or conservative, they're both doing it. They both thrive on getting everybody all hot and bothered and lathered up and all agitated and irritated. And David is telling us, we can't allow ourselves to live that way. We cannot allow ourselves to be affected in that way by all these other forces because it's going to steal our peace of mind. So in this passage, David gives us five habits of a healthy mind. The first is found in verse 3. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. It means to rest our full weight on God and place our full confidence in God. I've used this illustration before here at the Oasis. I grabbed one of these chairs one Sunday, I put it up here on the platform, and I literally just rested all of my weight on that chair. Why? Because I trusted, I had faith that that chair would hold my weight. God is saying to us, you need to get to a point in your life where you don't just rest some of the weight of your life on me or even most of the weight of your life on me, but where you rest all of your weight on me. Because I, God, can carry all that you are carrying. I, I can carry and hold up you and everything right now that's bothering you, affecting you, touching you, whatever, I can hold it all up because I can hold you up. So I need you, first of all, to trust me completely, to place your full confidence in me and rest all of your weight on me. Are we there? Maybe that's where we need to begin today. Maybe part of the reason why this peace that passes understanding, all understanding, 
is becoming such a struggle and so elusive is you're going through a, a time in your life, a season right now in your life, or a situation in your life where you're still holding on to, to some of that weight or you're trusting in someone else or something else to hold you up and support you. And God is saying to all of us, if you truly want to experience peace of mind, stop fretting and rest everything. All that you are, all that you have, all that you dream about, everything rested all on me. Trust in the Lord. The second habit of a healthy mind. Verse four, delight in the Lord. The word delight means to find our greatest pleasure, enjoyment, and satisfaction. Wow. God is saying, am I your greatest pleasure in life? Am I your greatest enjoyment in life? Am I your greatest satisfaction in life? Or are you trying to find your ultimate fulfillment in something else or someone else? If that is true, then you and I will struggle with finding peace of mind, maintaining it, and experiencing the peace that passes all understanding. The Lord should be our greatest joy and delight. He should be our greatest desire that we want to pursue him and all that he is more than anything else in this world. David talked about that a few weeks ago in Psalm 27, verse 4. This one thing I desire, Lord, I want to seek you. I want to contemplate you. I want to gaze at you. Paul says the same thing. This one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, I want to reach forth and press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. One thing. Is God our greatest desire? Are we fully content, satisfied, and fulfilled in him? Oh, that's so important. Not even in what he's doing, not even in all the blessings, but just in him, period. Obviously, he blesses our life bountifully every day. And it's only through him that we live and move and can do anything. And yet, can we get to the place where if he did nothing else for us, that we could still just love on him and find our greatest joy and delight in him? And obviously, too, then what that talks about is that talks about a, a really personal and intimate and close relationship with God. Because I can't delight myself in God from a distance. The only way you and I can learn to delight ourselves in God is, is that we continue to want to draw near and closer to him. And again, that, that goes back to then what is the passion or 
Who is the passion and pursuit and prize of our life? David is saying, the second habit of a healthy mind is not only to trust in the Lord, but to delight in the Lord. So all of us really, we need to say, is God the greatest delight of my life? Third, verse five, commit your future to the Lord. Let him lead us. Let him guide us. Let him direct us. Let him be not just our savior, but our shepherd. And as one of his sheep, we hear his voice and we will follow him. And we've looked at Psalm 23, again, that great psalm or song written by David, where he says, I've learned that if I follow my shepherd, I lack nothing. He'll provide for me. He'll protect me. He, he gives me all these wonderful promises. I have everything I need in my shepherd, and I just need to commit my future. I don't know what my future is. You don't know what your future is, but we can commit our future to the Lord because as our shepherd, he goes before us. He's there before we are. I don't have to worry about what tomorrow brings. Even Jesus says, listen, don't worry about the things of tomorrow because they've got their own stuff. Just make the most of today. Don't be robbed in our minds and in our hearts by what we can experience in God today and through God today by worrying about things that could come and all of the what ifs. David says, commit it all to the Lord. And in this phrase, commit your future to the Lord, is also the idea of throwing all of our burdens and casting all of our cares on him. David writes about this in Psalm 55, 22. Throw your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be upended. You brought a burden in today to church. You carrying a burden there in your home as you're watching us this morning. You know what the biblical admonition is for that? Take that burden and throw it on the Lord. Let him sustain you. Don't try to carry that burden and that weight on yourself. What's Peter write in 1 Peter 5, 7? Casting all our care upon him because he cares for us. I've shared with you before that one of the things that I've seen in 39 years as a pastor, and this is true of me, true for so many of us, even as Christians, is we are carrying around weights and burdens and cares that God never intended for us as human beings to carry. And if we begin or start to carry those weights, those burdens and those cares on our shoulders longer than we should, we will begin to break down spiritually, emotionally and physically. Because those weights and those burdens that we are supposed to throw over on God and cast our care upon him, they begin to crush us and break us down. And that's why God is saying to us, I never have ever asked you to carry that burden by yourself. 
I never asked you to carry that care or that weight all by yourself. In fact, I have exhorted you. You take that off of you and you throw it on me and trust me for it. Commit your future to the Lord. Obviously, for all of us, we don't know what our future holds. And, and an unknown, uncertain future can obviously start to play with our mind if we let it. What if this happens? What if that happens? God is saying, commit it to me. Commit your future to me. Trust me. Delight in me. Commit your future to me. The fourth habit, verse 7. Wait patiently for the Lord. Now, these words, wait patiently, have a little bit different meaning than what we might first suspect. The word literally means to be still and silent, quieting oneself. I got a smile on my face when Nicole was up here sharing those words at the end of worship because that's exactly what she was saying. Let's, let's quiet ourselves before the Lord. That's what these words mean. In fact, there's another time this phrase is used that's maybe in a little bit more familiar place. Psalm 46, verse 10, the verse that says, Be still and know that I am God. The Net Bible actually even translates it this way. Stop your striving and know that I am God. Because it is this beautiful picture, and, and you parents and grandparents, you understand, when sometimes you're, you're carrying a, a baby, and that baby does not want to be comforted. That baby does not want to rest in your arms. That, that baby does not want to just, you know, relax. That baby wants to, wants to twist and turn and struggle and whatever. And God is saying, that's what happens to my own people in my arms. Instead of just being still in my arms and, and, and being settled in my embrace and being able to just lay our head down and, and rest, we're all agitated and irritated and fretting and all upset, and we won't be calmed even by God. But that's what this word means. In fact, I love in Psalm 46, verse 10, the words be still in the Hebrew language literally means to sink into and relax. In other words, God is saying, here's how you stop fretting and stop striving. Just sink into me and relax and know that I am God. And that word know is very key because it means to know God through a personal First-hand acquaintance. Not relying on somebody else's knowledge of God, but through our own growing relationship with God, we become so close to him, we draw so near to him, we become so intimate to him that the more we know our God and know his heart and know his heart for us, the more we know how much we can totally trust him and 
place our full confidence and all of our weight in him. And we just sink into him like we would a comfy chair at home and just relax and rest and be settled. And that's what David says is the fourth healthy habit of our mind. To trust, to delight, to commit our future, and to wait patiently for the Lord. One final one. Verse 34. To rely on the Lord. To depend on the Lord fully. To look to him. To hope in him. To have that confident expectation that we know he will never fail us, that he will always come through for us, that his words are always trustworthy and that our relationship with him is always steadfast because he is steadfast. And this word rely, again, speaks about binding together. It's the idea of continuing to sort of tighten, if you will, our relationship with God. Back when I was growing up, that was even one of the ways that, that we used to describe having a close relationship with somebody. Hey, you tight with them? Yeah, we're tight. It meant we were close, we were intimate. And God wants us to be tight with him. He wants us to continue to sort of tighten our lives in him and around him and to anchor all of our life into him to rely, to depend, again, to look to him, to hope in him. Now, I realize this psalm was 40 verses, and we're not covering most of it, right? But here's why. If you read, and I hope you will, this entire psalm, you will find that the majority of everything else David says here is dealing with the struggle to have that peace of mind because he's looking around at his circumstances and especially other people and especially evil, wicked people or even people like his king, Saul, who's trying to literally kill him and he's saying to God, which are things that we've expressed to God before too, God, I'm just trying to live for you and look at all the trouble that I'm going through. And now I'm looking around at all these evil, wicked people and even that King Saul that you are still allowing to be on the throne of Israel and it seems like everything's going good for them. It seems like they're prospering. It, it seems like they never have the kind of trouble that, that we who will follow you are having. God, I just don't get it. And so I wanted to share that because David, obviously like us, we're human and we're going to go there. But the idea is that we go there less and less and that we learn to train our minds and to train our thinking more and more on trusting in the Lord, delighting in the Lord, committing our future to the Lord, waiting on the Lord, and relying on the Lord. Because when we develop those habits of a healthy mind, 
we will begin to experience that peace that passes all understanding. And we won't struggle with peace of mind, at least for extended periods of time, like maybe we have in our past. One other part of this psalm, though, that I want to end with. If you go over to the last couple of verses of this psalm, I want to begin with the last phrase of verse 38. And notice what David writes here. As he's talked about all these evil, wicked men. Evil men have no future. What David has learned through developing these habits of a healthy mind is that from God, God is teaching him that part of having that kind of a mind is to see things not from a temporal perspective, not to become short-sighted, but to see all things from an eternal perspective. And what God has shown him through that is you can't judge things short-term. You've got to look at things over the long haul, even bringing eternity into account. And what that then reminded me of, of something I've shared with you many, many times here at the Oasis. You take that last phrase of verse 38, and let's repeat then what that's reminding us of. That this is the only heaven some people will ever know. And that this is the only hell you and I will ever experience. Because what awaits us for all of eternity are billions and billions and billions of years forever that never ends of glory. And so God is saying, so these wicked, evil people prosper on earth for 75 years compared to eternity? That's the only heaven they'll ever know. And for you as one of my people, whatever you go through on this earth that's negative in any way, that's the only hell you'll ever know. Because you've got glory awaiting you forever and ever. And so that leads to verse 39 and 40. And these are the phrases. I sort of picked two phrases out of two different verses as sort of our memory verse or the verse that I want to encourage you to meditate on in the week to come. Notice what David writes in verse 39. But the Lord delivers the godly. He's a savior. He's a rescuer. And not just when we first trust Christ as our savior. He's a deliverer, a savior, a rescuer of our lives the whole time we're alive on earth. And he protects them in times of trouble. The word protect speaks about God as our stronghold. He is our strength. He is our safety. He is our security. And then David writes, the Lord helps them and rescues them. So that's the phrases I want you to concentrate on this coming week. The Lord delivers the godly. He protects them in times of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. Trust in that. 
believe in that. Set your mind on that. Because then David goes on and ends this psalm in this way. He rescues them from evil men and delivers them, for they seek his protection. Literally, they seek refuge in him. They have their hope and confidence once again in him. In him. Habits of a healthy mind. I call Psalm 37 the Philippians chapter 4 of the Old Testament. Because if you know your Bible, you know that it's in Philippians chapter 4 where Paul refers to this peace that passes all understanding and how we as believers in Jesus Christ can have that every day of our lives. And there's three things that Paul says are key to, again, experiencing the peace that passes all understanding. First of all, he says, when you have something that comes into your life, take it to God. Pray about it. Live a lifestyle of prayer. Paul says that's one way to experience God's peace. Second, he says, live a life of gratitude and thanksgiving to God. Because he says, let your request be made known to God and be thankful with thanksgiving. But there's one final thing Paul says in that passage in Philippians 4. He lists all these things and he says, these are the things that you need to think on every day. Don't think on these things. Think on these things. Set your mind on these things. And then he says, if you learn to think properly, the God of peace will be with you. Now, one other thing I want to share. Paul says, learning to think that way, the, the way he describes in Philippians 4, 7, and 8, takes practice. In fact, the word that Paul uses there in the Greek language is basically a word that we could say it means practice, 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 practice. We all have to learn how to think and what to think about or else we will be robbed of the peace of mind that God wants us to live with and experience in this life. And David knew that. David realized, I'm going to go crazy real quick if I don't learn to control my thinking. And God has taught me, these are the habits of a healthy mind. I need to trust in the Lord. I need to delight in the Lord. I need to commit my future to the Lord. I need to wait on the Lord, and I need to rely on the Lord. A life centered in God. When our lives are wrapped up in God, we become less and less worked up about everything else. So to end our service today, here's what we're going to do. Nicole and our worship team's going to come and they're going to lead us in this final song. And I'm hoping that we all can just sort of sink in to God and relax in him. And maybe some of you need to just say, God, will you begin to heal my mind? Because my thinking and my mind is messed up and it's robbing me of the peace I know I could enjoy. 
Or maybe you just need to ask the Lord, Lord, help me to learn how to think and what to think. Train my mind. Teach my mind, God. Whatever it is, let's just rest in the Lord this morning. So, Nicole, I'm going to ask you and your team to come, and I'm going to ask all of you to stand with me. Maybe there's also a place for, maybe one of these five just really resonated with you, these habits. And maybe over these next few minutes, you're just like, Lord, I need to trust you. Lord, I need to commit my future to you. Lord, I, I need to delight in you more. I, I need to be still and, and just wait on you, Lord. I, I need to rely on you, whatever it is. But just let God begin to heal your mind. Because, folks, when you and I experience the peace that passes all understanding, there's nothing like that. And if you've experienced it, you never want to go back to fretting ever again. So let's let God heal our minds this morning. Father, would you minister to us today? Would you bring healing to our hearts and minds today? Would you strengthen our hearts and minds today? Would you teach us and train us how to think and what to think and to not live a life where we're always fretting over everything that happens, all the stuff that bombards us every day. Help us to shut out and to focus on you and to center our lives on you, God. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.